Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am! An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do! With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. And Philly V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy, the premier epoxy company in Iowa. You need your floors looking good, you need to redo the entire shop, the locker room floor, the fire station, the man cave, those are the guys to call. There's an infinite amount of floors that you would possibly mess with here. So whatever you need done, they can do some wicked ass designs for you. Whatever you got going on, just get it done, get a hold of them, let's do it. Infinite designs, 100% satisfaction. Rotor Epoxy, find them online now. All right, and we are here with Kathleen O'Neill, head coach of the University of Iowa women's rugby team. This interview is brought to you by Tighthead Brewing Company. Kathleen, how are you doing tonight? Good. Uh, sitting here in the Midway Airport, waiting to take off with the team to CRCs. Yeah, that's you guys got the right idea because I've seen so many people uh, from Iowa, which it's amazing all these Iowa teams are going down there, but so far... The Iowa women are the only team I've seen that are flying out. Everyone else is driving. So first of first of all, that's the biggest win so far I've seen. So good heads up <laughs> yeah. coaching right there. <laughs> Thanks. I actually uh, got the flights back in early March before we qualified. Um, just kind of put it out to the universe that we were going to make it and got some good price on the flights and said, you know what, we're going because we've already paid for these tickets. <laughs> I love that confidence. Like, hey, we're going to bet on ourselves. We're going. It's happening. Girls, you got to play to this level because tickets are already booked. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no. And so your girls are no stranger to playing at a high level. You were in the Elite Eight this past year in 15s, finished in, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, top five, top four uh, for 15s. Yeah. We ended up in uh, the semifinals for 15s mm-hmm. uh, for nationals, lost to Notre Dame College that went on to play Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was that was a really great time, a really great experience for a lot of uh, a lot of my team that got to go out to Pennsylvania and play kind of that next level rugby against teams they've never played. Colgate, Notre Dame College uh, is really good rugby. Definitely. And then you, your girls were also in the CRC last year as well. Was that something they kind of had circled where they were like, hey, this was awesome last year. 15s was awesome. We're just going to keep this thing rolling. Was that always kind of the goal of the girls? You know, at the beginning of the season back in August, um, the team sat down and we have seven graduating seniors and graduate students. And they sat down and said, we want to make it to nationals for 15s and we want to go back to nationals for sevens and improve on what we did the last two years down in New Orleans. And so they set that goal and myself and the assistant coaches, we said, here's what we need to do to get there. And so far they have been doing exactly what we've been telling them to. And here we are, we're on our way. 
second nationals in one school year. So that's amazing. What does the university say when you reach out to them and you know fill them in on on the success? Because I know you said you talked to the university about getting these flights. How do they respond when you're telling them you know we're competing at the highest level for women and we're not only competing there, we're winning matches, we're finishing in the top 10, top five, top four. What's their reaction? So I think, you know, it's fairly similar experience for all the club sports in that, you know, those that we work directly with in the sports rec department are very encouraging. They're, you know, congratulations, good luck. But really from a university standpoint, no one really knows there's not a lot of um, information out there at the university level because it is a club sport. So right. uh, we're hoping, you know, to make some waves and do some great things this week and draw some uh, really good attention to the team, to the sport. As you might have seen, uh, last time we talked, we talked about high school. Mm-hmm. and Could we get a high school in Iowa City? And um, Megan, uh, Sally, Carlo is starting that up this next fall or trying to get that started in Iowa City. And so we start to see the growth. And so hopefully we can also see some of that at the university level as well. Yeah, no, I just saw that today. That is so awesome because like as I'm scrolling through, you know, my Facebook feed and I see her picture and I see kind of this like introduction page and like favorite rugby memory and what I'm bringing as a coach. And I'm thinking like, oh, I wonder where she got hired. And because I've seen she's I feel like she's coached other sports as well. And then I saw the Iowa City logo for high school and then talking about girls rugby. And I'm just like, did I miss something like that is so cool to see. And yeah, that momentum to hopefully connect the university to the high school and just build on that. And you have a great opportunity for kids to see this because your first match at 9.22 a.m. Eastern time, so that's going to be 8.22 back home, uh, it's on the Rugby Network and on YouTube. So people are going to have access to see this match. Are you making sure that everyone back home has the links ready to go, the times ready to go? Yeah, I'm going to have to put that up on the Facebook pages and in the next day or two I've been kind of bombarding with all the good things that have been happening with the team. Uh, I know I sent it out to all my family members and Mm -hmm. some of my colleagues at the university. I sent them uh, Outlook calendar requests with the links to uh, join the Rugby Network or to watch it via YouTube and put it on their calendars so that they wouldn't forget when they get into work first thing Friday morning. Definitely. And yeah, I already talked to one of my coworkers, Julie Keith, her daughter, Tabby Keith, plays for you. And we were talking about, you know, 8.22 a.m., we're going to have that game going. And the best part about it is that it's free. You know, we, I know Flow Rugby has done some things. There's been other streaming services. And so many times we've missed out on seeing national-level tournaments for men's and women's collegiate sports or for rugby because it's behind a paywall. I think what, you know, NCR is doing with the CRC, making it free to everybody, making it accessible, making it visible. Uh, It's just so easy to access that, you know, it's going to help grow the sport. So that's just amazing. And that first team you play, Southern Nazarene, do you know much about them? I know they played against, I think, both uh, Northern Iowa and Iowa State in 15s in the playoffs last year. Uh, Do you know anything about their sevens program? I don't. We've done a little film watch uh, this last week, and the girls have been kind of scouting the competition. I've really been trying to focus on our game, and it's not so much the competition that we're playing against, because you can play any level of competition, and if your game's not there, you're going to beat yourself every single time. And so our goal 
this weekend is to make sure we play our best rugby. And when my starting seven and those bench players come in off that bench, if they are on with each other and they are just grooving down that that pitch, no one can stop them. And that's mm-hmm. that's my thought. I might be biased on that, but um, we have a really great starting seven um, coming coming out there this weekend. And if they play their game and focus on what they need to do, and we're going to win games. Definitely. I love that approach too, because I think so many times coaches, especially in sevens, get so worried. I mean, obviously you want to be prepared, but spending more time on the opponent than themselves when you can only control yourself, right? So I think that's great to be like, we're going to play our game. We're going to make the other team adjust to us. Obviously, in the middle of the game, if you need to make adjustments, you do it. And you, you know, do a little film study, you know who they are. But yeah, I think that gets overlooked sometimes where sometimes teams abandon their identity to try to match with their opponent when really their identity is going to be what helps them get there anyway. So that's amazing too. You say like, hey, I believe in my seven. We're going to do what we do. And I believe that's good enough. That's going to take us to the next round of the tournament. And so can you name some of those players off in that starting seven that we should be watching for? Sure. We've got a couple of girls that are coming back um, this year that have played one or two years at the CRCs already. Uh, Erica Koulibaly, she'll definitely be a player to watch. Um, but flanking on her left side at the um the fly half position, Keish Moten Tyler. She has been fantastic for us over the last four or five years. So uh, she is going to be amazing to watch out there. She is a killer on defense. Um, and at our scrum half, Squirrel Langloy, she, this is her second time to CRCs, and she's going to help kind of control that ball between the forwards and the back line a lot. And she has some, some tricks up her sleeve. So watch for her a little bit. And, and, Really, the other four starting seven are going to be new to CRCs. Uh, our hooker, Alia Springer, she was an All-American in 15s this mm-hmm. last year. She's going to be amazing to watch. She um, got sick last year, so she couldn't go at the last minute. Um, but she's going to be an exciting player to watch. And flanking her, uh, also first time at the CRC, Tabby Keith, who you already mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, who was a Division One rower at Iowa yeah. before coming over to rugby, and Amaria McGowan. So she played for under-23 Thunderbirds uh, 15s last summer uh, at the national level. So she's a... She's a really dynamic player as well at that um, prop position. And then out on my wing, I got Miranda Bassert, also first time uh, at CRCs. And she's got, you know, that speed that uh, we need at wing and kind of a really smart defensive look at the field. Um, and then uh, on our bench, we got a few of your uh, your former players, too. We got yeah. Katie Brandt. Yep. Um, and then we've got uh, former high school player Annika Dearden. So she'll be right off the bench for us with a lot of speed, good foot, um, great defensively. And then rounding it off, we have um, a freshman coming with us, Kayla Kolash. And she's kind of first time playing rugby, but she's got a lot of potential. And I can't wait to see what she does at that level. That's fantastic. I, I love the mix of, you know, you have former Iowa Youth Rugby Association high school girls. You know, here's some names from Roosevelt, Southeast Polk, you know building on what's building in the state but then also you're pulling in some crossover athletes you know talking about a division one rower coming into the rugby scene and just people from all sorts of 
you know, different backgrounds of rugby and other sports and then combining together to make this team. And I, I really think that's what makes Iowa great is that, you know, you don't rely on one person. It really is the diversity of, you know, all the skills, all the backgrounds that really makes this team special. And yeah, I think we're looking forward to seeing that first match against Southern Nazarene. Um, your girls may get past that. A tough test in either Army, the number one seed in the tournament, or Aquinas, who is a brand new varsity program with some young talent. So have you looked at all at other teams uh, in the bracket, or is it just kind of like, you know sevens is sevens, everybody's there because they're good. Uh, no matter who you get matched up with, it's probably going to be a tough match. Um, or is there anyone you're looking forward to, like you hope you get them, or just uh, other coaches or, or teams you just kind of have your eye on? Um, I don't know. If there's anybody I'm hoping to play because there's a lot of uh, a lot of tough teams in our bracket. Mm -hmm. uh, either Army or Aquinas, both are going to have you know different kind of styles of play. There's not a lot out there on Army when you go look for it, mm -hmm. so there's not a lot of film to watch on them. Um, I do know Laura and the team at Aquinas have been really kind of recruiting some top high school athletes into the collegiate level, so they're going to be contenders. I think you know people tend to might overlook them because they're brand new um this year first year you know in the varsity kind of level of, of play but they're gonna come out and they're gonna they're gonna want to prove themselves so i think either one of those teams are going to be uh a good matchup to to play in our second round um if we beat, uh, when we, as the girls like to say, when we beat <laughs> Southern Nazarene. Um, and on the bottom side of the bracket, I mean, there's no real easy games there either. We've played Michigan State. We know their kind of style. We lost to Virginia Tech in the first round last year. So that one is kind of a matchup. I would like to see only because, you know, kind of that revenge game for us is that mm -hmm. we would like to come back and, um, and see if we can't beat them, um, in this game but they're a good tough team they they do they play sevens very well mm -hmm. and then of course penn state and penn state so there's no easy game in this bracket i think um this year so we're looking forward to each and every one as they come definitely and yeah that's something interesting you said too you know army got that one seed on your side of the bracket and i agree i i feel like i haven't seen much on them and it and i don't want to say they were picked a one seed because of their name uh, there has to be a reason why, because, again, all of these programs are so great. And then I've been watching some of the scores that Virginia Tech has had this spring, and they were able to beat Aquinas um, by a pretty large margin. And I know Aquinas had to travel halfway across the country to play in that tournament, and I don't know if they're at full strength. But Virginia Tech ha has just been on a roll this spring, so I thought that three seed was low. But then again, Penn State is just a massive program that always has talent that plays at the next level um, in those, you know, national player pools. So I feel like, yeah, I mean, Virginia Tech to me was one of the favorites, um, non-biased. I'm picking all the Iowa teams when I fill the bracket out. But <laughs> as a non-Iowa team, Virginia Tech would be my favorite. Um, so seeing them at three, I, I was surprised. Um, but no, I think it's going to be an amazing weekend. And especially, too, to get the girls to go out to D.C. I mean, I saw you earlier this spring in Nashville. You you took the girls down to Nashville for Nash Bash. Uh, you're going to D.C. You had nationals in the fall. I mean, it sounds like, too, if there are high school coaches for the girls teams in Iowa or high school girls that are listening to this, I mean, if you go play for the University of Iowa – 
more than likely you are going to get to travel across the country, um, you know, and just see these new places with a brand new group of friends and win some rugby games while you're at it. I mean, is that something that you're trying to, when you recruit kids, um, that you throw to them that's like, Hey, look at all these places we visited. Is that a part of the pitch? It is. It's one of those things that not only are you getting to kind of see rugby and some really cool rugby at the top level within our state, Mm -hmm. because we all know it's great in our state, Um, but now you get to see it elsewhere. And we were in L.A. in February. We were in Nashville in March. Um, We were in Indiana and Michigan uh, in March and April. And then now we're out to D.C. So we've literally crossed the country this this semester, not even this year. That doesn't even count last last semester when we went to Pennsylvania and Ohio. And so, yeah, you come play rugby, you're going to get to travel. You're going to get to have a little fun. You know, travel is is a double edged sword. It's Mm -hmm. um, it's some cool it's a cool ride uh for the girls and it's it's awesome to see the different levels of rugby and the different you know areas of the country that support rugby but it's also you know it can it can be a little tiring and i think that's probably my biggest challenge as a coach is how do we keep ourselves at top condition after sitting in an airport and flying late at night Mm -hmm. getting to our hotels late so how do we plan effectively to make this a great experience on and off the rugby pitch. No, definitely. Yeah, I I see, I feel like every single week it feels like, or every other week, <laughs> I'll see one of your players or you posting like you're in just in a new state. And it's like, yeah, you named off, what, 10, 11 different states, 12 states yeah. in the past year. So amazing experience. But definitely you got to find people who are also dedicated to their schoolwork and able to balance that, that you know, work, rugby, school, social life, all that stuff. How do you help your athletes balance everything? Uh, Is that something that, you know, you look for when they come to campus and when you recruit, or is that something you try to work with them on to make sure they are taking care of business at school and on the rugby pitch? You know, it's something we can always do better at. In the last year, we've started implementing um, kind of checks. Um, I have a survey that they do at the beginning of the semester, at the about uh, a month into the semester, and then at the end. And so we can do some quick checks uh, with them to see how they're doing, how they think they're doing in school, how they're doing with their physical health, their mental health, um, you know, how is it going for them overall at school? And then I can take those results and see if things have changed so I know who to talk to. Because with a team of 40 uh, girls, it's hard to get one-on-ones with everyone mm-hmm. throughout this semester. But um, by implementing kind of those kind of checks and balances with the coaches, um, that's worked really well. Um, as well as just kind of trying to partner up um, players and say, okay, veterans, what's worked well for you? What do you... Um, you know, what are some of the things you've learned over the last couple of years that help you become successful playing rugby and balancing school? So it's kind of a multi-pronged approach mm-hmm. uh, and we can always get better. And hopefully as we learn more uh, about resources available to us in the school, we try to help those who need it um, that way because we definitely want them to succeed at college because that's why they're there. Right. Um, first and foremost, they're for school. Right. And I love that too, like using the player's feedback, giving them a voice and adjusting that to them, not just being like, hey, I'm the coach, this is my program, fall in line or get out. You know, I mean, I think that's definitely something that's awesome. And that's how you retain the players and you get the most out of them. And 
they have that best experience is just really, you know, tapping in and, and listening and, and adjusting and finding what works for everyone. So, no, that's that's really cool. As you, you know, prepping, you know, it's right now we're talking on Wednesday. Uh, what is the plan for when you get to D.C. with the girls? Uh, do you have a tight schedule? Is it pretty loose to keep them kind of their mind loose? Or um, what does that look like once you get to town? I'm a planner. I like to plan things. And so I have an agenda worked out, but we also have weather that's going to um, play a big part of this weekend and rain. And so I have a plan A and a plan B (laughs) and a plan C and a plan D. And so (laughs) I, I do have, uh, I have backups to my backups, uh, and I, I want to, it's a good balance, right? We want to be able to have a little fun. We want to be able to see things. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to try and schedule in some time to get down to DC to the national mall and see all the monuments and the Smithsonian and all those cool things that are around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also remembering that we have to be able to focus on why we're really here, which is the rugby. So it's a balance, but mm-hmm. I do have, I do have multiple agendas for every single day planned out. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really awesome. And I think your girls are lucky for that because I don't know if every program or coach has that. I mean, some teams I feel like that I've been a part of in the past on a road trip, it's like, hey, we're here. Uh, Just make sure tomorrow morning you show up at the meeting at 930 and guys are rolling in. Some maybe didn't take care of themselves the night before. Some maybe didn't make it back to the hotel on time. And uh, maybe some roll in just a little bit late. Um yeah, so that's that's really good, you know, and like you said too, enjoy it, but also know why you're there. Um, do you feel like, or is this the last thing that you have uh, for the team before summer break? Uh, is this kind of like the big culminating event, sending off the seniors, or do you have anything else planned over the summer? As far as the Iowa women go, this is the last kind of a culmination of events Mm -hmm. uh, for this academic year. And after this weekend, we will be done because, as you've mentioned, all that travel, Coach also needs a break. (laughs) So this summer, um, what I've we've talked um, to the girls and said, look, there is a lot of clubs who play in the summer and every club always needs players. Uh, The Quad Cities, Cedar Rapids is getting Mm -hmm. their club started, Des Moines, some of The girls live in Des Moines, so if they want to play during the summer, I've encouraged them to go out and play with the women's teams um, in the sevens tournaments if they want to go and have a little fun. Um, Some of them might get together and play a four-fun tournament, but uh, otherwise, we're taking a break for the summer. Um, There will be under-23 tournaments going on in the month of May and June. This year, um, the national under 23 tournament is in Des Moines. Oh, nice. Uh, at the end of June. So um, all the select sides from across the country will be in Des Moines the last weekend of June to play um, some awesome rugby. So 15s um, and Midwest Thunderbirds will be there representing as well. And yep. hopefully some of my players will be there on that pitch as well. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's cool too. Cause yeah, you're right. You need to take that mental break. Uh, for you, not only uh, the girls, but you know, to recharge and get ready, but still they have those opportunities. And I feel like too, we are on the cusp of some really cool senior side women's uh, rugby teams happening in Iowa just because the success 
and the amount of girls that are playing at a high level in Iowa colleges. I just feel like, you know, three, four, five years from now, you named them, you know, Des Moines, Cedar Rapids, and then the Quad Cities. And then also, too, I've heard some rumblings about Northeast Iowa. Omaha Mm -hmm. always has a team. I mean, right there, you could have a five, six team women's league short driving times because i think that's the biggest problem right now for senior women's is just the drives are so long because you have to go across state for any match you want so yeah that's awesome to make those connections over the summer if they're able and and wanting to do that or if their body needs a break take a break and then what do you have planned or have you even looked ahead for you know getting ready for that fall season or are you just kind of like hey it's the CRCs. I'm going to worry about that later. Or do you already kind of have a timeline for that fall season? Yeah, the Big Ten coaches already met um, earlier last month and kind of panned out the fall season from the regular season perspective. So we've got that figured out. We're hoping to maybe um, join in with the Iowa men's team in the alumni weekend and nice. kind of really start to build that um, as we go forward. So hoping uh, – we can help kind of piggyback and build more camaraderie uh, within the rugby teams. But other than that, that's about the extent of what I've looked at so far for the fall because all focus has been on CRCs. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, you said you were a planner, so I was just like, you know, how far are we planning (laughs) out here? But, yeah, a lot can change between now and then, and a lot can change those plans. So, no, that's awesome. And Alumni Weekend, that's always a great time, and it's always good when – the men's program and the women's programs get along because more people get together in the name of rugby and, you know, have a good time. And so uh, for this next question, this is the Tighthead Brewing Company uh, question. Uh, so I'm going to just lay it on you. Okay. In the national championship, who is Iowa defeating? Hot take. Everyone. Is there any team Um, you think you're going to see from that other side? Is it going to be Northern Iowa or Iowa State or or Michigan, Indiana? (laughs) I, from the other side, I think that it's going to be um, Michigan or UNI that comes out on top. I know they've got Brown up there at the top, but Mm -hmm. I really think Michigan or UNI is going to see some time in that semifinals. And so uh, we're hoping to see them uh, meet them on the pitch down here. We played them. Uh, we played Michigan. We have not yet played UNI this year, but we would love to have an all Iowa final. I mean, it's always the dream, isn't it? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, when you send three teams, it's like, come on, they're like, we have a better chance than any other state. Like this is amazing. I love how you shared, you know, Iowa, it's not only a women's basketball state. It is a women's rugby state. It's just a rugby state. So, I mean, it's it's great to see all these programs there. And, yes, we are rooting for an all-Iowa national championship. And I thought I heard a rumor, too, that um, Ember from Michigan, that she is not playing this weekend is that can you confirm or deny that i i I, thought i I can't i feel like i can confirm it because ember did on the ncr page um confirm ember broke her hand actually playing against iowa at um at the big 10 championships at Mm. purdue so she she did break her hand so she's taking some time off she's slated to play in the pr sevens this summer i think so yeah um she's waiting for that to heal so uh ember won't be at the tournament this well, she might be there. She's just yeah. not going to be playing. Gotcha. Because I thought I saw 
But yeah, I heard. I knew she was playing in PR sevens, and I thought I heard she was sitting out because of that. And so I didn't realize she was still recovering from a hand injury. Um, and I saw when they were doing like the preview show, I thought I saw a little clip. People were saying like, "Oh, Ember's going to be the player of the tournament." I'm like, I don't even think she's playing. So. Um, yeah 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 she finally did she responded to that yeah. statement okay gotcha that's where it's at so yeah because i saw that being posted i'm like i i don't want to say anything without not knowing but i thought i heard so no that'll really be interesting too because iowa state plays michigan first round and so um i know ember i mean she's just she is she's an amazing player to see her i mean she can completely change a game ball touches her hands i mean she really is one of the best college women's players out there so it's a shame that she's not going to be playing but we're going to get the chance to see her play at pr7s and probably in a u.s jersey someday so uh but yeah for iowa state though in the first round that does increase their chances and did you see at the last tournament where Iowa State and you and I played against each other? Iowa State did take down you and I twice. Yeah, I th- you know, it's it's amazing and you know, just like I've said it about my team, when my seven are on, you know, they can beat any team that I put them up against. Same thing with you and I and Iowa State. Yep. They're such great programs and we have so much depth in our programs. You know, I went to the tryouts for the under 23 Iowa team mm-hmm. and we had 40 something girls come up there and i mean to make that decision flan has an amazing team to choose from because there is so much depth and so much talent at all three of these iowa schools it's it's amazing so it's anybody's game this this weekend oh definitely and yeah what a great problem to have where it's like you could spend an entire day arguing for who could make that top 23 and still be wrong because there's so much talent and depth and play styles and and all that. I mean, it's a good problem to have for our state because uh, it means our teams are healthy and we have deep rosters and and people care and and it's growing and let's just keep it rolling. So, no, thank you so much for joining tonight and sharing uh, what's happening with the Iowa women's team. We're going to be rooting for you. We're going to be watching that first match on the Rugby Network at 8.22 tomorrow morning because it'll – I'm going to release this on Thursday. I, Perfect. Don't worry. Time travel, you know. Okay. This will be released on Thursday morning. So that's when people are hearing this. So tomorrow morning, Friday, 8.22 a.m., get the Rugby Network. It's free. Watch Iowa. We're going to see them in the national title against either Iowa or, I, or Northern Iowa or Iowa State. Guaranteed. Um, <laughs> no. Absolutely. But no, good luck. All kidding aside, we were so happy to see you and your girls Uh, competing at a high level and again thank you for joining and good luck this weekend all right you have a great weekend yeah thank you this interview is brought to you by tighthead brewing company tighthead brewing company is a craft brewery located in mundelein a suburb of chicago their brew pub is a neighborhood institution where friends and families can meet up and enjoy great music wonderful company and the best beer in town since they opened their doors in 2011, they've poured their heart and soul into every glass. Stop in and taste what they're talking about. Also, if you are not from Chicago, make sure you go to your local grocery store, liquor store, restaurant, bar, pub, whatever. Ask the bartender, ask the owner, ask whoever runs the place for Tight Head Brewing Company beer. They 
distribute through Dahl Distributing. You can drink it in Iowa. It is found in Iowa. And oh yeah, the name Tighthead. Bruce played rugby for 13 years, mostly as a Tighthead prop. Bruce is the owner, founder, and master brewer. The Tighthead prop is a position that involves being in the front row of the scrum, supporting the hooker. The explanation is too long for this story, but we encourage you to research and understand the origin of the name and become a fan of not only the beer, but the sport it represents. Enjoy Tighthead Brewing Company.